everyone. This is the Parks Academy, where we discuss and celebrate all things theme parks related. We focus mainly on Disney parks and resorts in both Anaheim and Orlando. My name is Paige. My name is Steven. And today we'll be kicking off our World Showcase series. Yes, we will be kicking it off. And in the next episode, spoilers, I said we're kicking it off, but we recorded next episodes before this episode. So I was like all over the map. Um, Yeah, this will be great. I'm really excited about this. Just before we introduce our guest and get into it, I have two things that I want to say. First and foremost, um, I found a picture today of Jack Black on the internet wearing a Pizzo Rizzo shirt. I don't know. <laughs> that just made me really happy. I just, not, I don't want to sound like a millennial. It didn't just like make me happy, but it was just funny. It was, it was funny. Also, um, when I was putting our daughter to bed, first of all, she almost climbed out of her crib for the first time. So we need to like go buy an actual bed for her. Yeah, that was great. Because she was like hanging off the side saying, Daddy, I'm stuck. And I was like, You are certainly stuck. I'm sorry. I was looking at my phone laying on the ground. Um, and then uh, we were listening to Miss Rachel like we do like every night with her and just kind of like, you know, kind of getting ourselves relaxed and watching the bedtime one. And they have this song about being thankful and they like talk about all the things they're thankful for. And I'm thankful for my mom. I'm thankful for my dad who plays with me. And then Aaron, Rachel's husband, at one point says, I'm thankful for the dog I'll someday have. And I'm like, whoa, that's great. Because I guess they don't want to like exclude kids who don't have dogs. So they're like, maybe someday we'll get a dog. And then I'm thankful for that. And I just think that's tops. So that was all I wanted to say for Front Matter. You know? That is awesome. Yeah, it's good stuff. Why don't you introduce our guests for today? Okay. So uh, for the Canada Pavilion, we are super excited to welcome to the show our good friend, uh, Brittany Dietrich. Uh, she is a two-time college, uh, Disney college program. I, for some reason in my notes, I wrote Disney college program person. Um, so I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. Cool. So she's done the Disney college program twice. Once, uh, she worked at animal kingdom. The other one, she worked at Epcot. Um, we love to see her. We're happy to have her on the show and we're going to, um, bring in her expertise about, um, the Canada pavilion. So thank you so much for coming on and joining us. Thank you for having me. All right, Brittany. So before we kick off the history, Stephen's going to kind of go through the history and stuff today. I've been asking our guests in this series a few questions. And so I wanted to mm-hmm. start with, do you remember your first trip to World Showcase? Vaguely. I remember being terrified. Okay. For some reason. <laughs> Wait, wow. what were you afraid of? I think it was just kind of like the, like the massiveness of it and at that point in my life I didn't really understand like obviously I knew where I'm from but like never really immersed myself in other cultures mm-hmm. so I think that was a really intimidating experience for me for some reason yeah so I mean obviously I love it now it's my favorite park but uh but I just remember that one specific feeling of like I think we started in Canada and then kind of worked mm-hmm. our way around and as we went through those different cultures and I was just like this is crazy and i just fell in love with it so that's yeah. the only way to start is in canada i think personally depends you, on what you're there for <laughs> do you start in canada every time Brittany? no do you i like start to start in, in mexico? mexico yeah that's my girl yeah my thing is when Paige and i started in mexico we got margarita flights and they were the full-size ones we'll get to it on our, our mexico show but um we were like kind of drunk by the time that we left Mexico, we had a whole world to encounter. So my thing is like, I'll just start in, in, in Canada and just like, there's not really any alcohol I want in Canada. I don't think, you know, so I'd rather work my way up to Mexico and then just like have to be woken up by the bus driver on the bus on my way back to my resort, you know, <laughs> little newspaper over myself where I'm sleeping. <laughs> like it, See, like, I a, went to my like a degenerate birthday. on the subway. <laughs> I went to my Mexico? 21st birthday and I started in Mexico. It was my my older sister and I and her friend. And we we're like, all right, we're starting in Mexico. That way we can hit the tequila and then just kind of do all that. And you go through the sake and all that and kind of end on like the lower notes, like the beer mm-hmm. yes. in Canada. <laughs> that way we weren't like ending with tequila and then hey, leaving the park drunk. Liquor than liquor than beer in the clear. So you're like, right. You, you're doing it right in that regard. That's for darn sure. <laughs> um that's cool yeah i i can understand how it'd be like a little bit daunting to go for your first time because it's almost like cultural whiplash yeah exactly going from 
you know, just so many different places from like Eastern to Western and, and everything in between. Um, I guess that's kind of it, huh? There's nothing really middle. It's just East or West. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go ahead really quickly and just talk about some of the history of Canada before we start talking about some, some of the, some of the more fun stuff. Um, so uh, the, the Canadian government was approached by Disney when they were going to build this 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 big pavilion here and one of the things they were worried about with disney putting together a pavilion and frankly a lot of the other countries were worried about the same thing was that it was going to become a stereotype of canada um i.e like lumberjacks and and totem poles and stuff which is exactly what it is so funding was actually refused and disney threatened to pull the exhibit but they ultimately didn't because i guess disney's like you know all bark and no bite uh, so at one point or another, one of the plans was that they were going to put together, uh, the pavilion was going to be divided in half, uh, kind of like a main street of shops. And it was going to be one side was going to represent the French Canada, French Canada. And then the other one was going to, we leave everything in the show. And the other one was going to be English Canada. Um, they obviously scrapped that. I think it would have been better, but we'll, we'll get to all that. At the opening, uh, the original music talent for the Canadian Pavilion was a trio called the Salodian Pipe Band, and it consisted of two pipers and a drummer. But, you know, great. <laughs> Visually, at the center, as we all know, of, 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 of Canada, yeah, it's going to be a long show, man, of Canada's <laughs> Pavilion. Uh, we're presented with a hotel du Canada. I feel like I should say that in like, my French sort of you know accent. Um and it is inspired by if I if I butcher some of those words, just you know. I don't know any French. Hang so. on tight. Uh, it's inspired by the Chateau Laurier, a historic French Gothic chateau-esque style hotel located in Ottawa. When I was doing my research, the word chateau-esque came up a lot. And just like reading Chateau reminded me of Father John Misty. So I keep like singing his songs in my head. Um but anyway, so you know, throughout the various chateau-esque styles presented across canada um we really get of course like this really accurate depiction done by imagineers of like what canada looks like and some of its old gothic revival style um architecture and they really chose that because they thought it presented it presented um the or represented rather the parliamentary um democracy in canada at the time so sort of in the 80s the use of the gothic revival chateau-esque during Canada's age of railway travel is displayed um, right in the pavilion. And there are many railway uh, hotels used in this style for its rustic, but like tough sort of brutalist, I guess. Um, I don't know if brutalist is the right word, but that kind of look. And it also serves as a counter to the neoclassical styling of the United States Capitol. So, you know, that is actually one thing that I, I, I did didn't really think of until later but like the capital and, and all the terrible architecture in dc is like this white sort of very rough looking um almost like just like pointy and weird whereas <laughs> like in canada it's all like it's I know, I know this is probably the wrong term but it almost looks like a limestone sort of um you know sort of like architect i don't know architecture but it's it's more like earth tones and stuff instead it's of a stark white tans yeah right I think it's really beautiful. I mean, they got waterfalls and like the mountains and stuff. It's one of my favorite aesthetically. It's one of my favorite areas to at least look at and approach. Yeah. I love the outdoorsy feel of the Canada pavilion. That's one of my favorite areas to be in the waterfall. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and then of course, you know, they have the gardens. So they have the Victoria gardens that were inspired by um, but the butch art gardens. Again, if I mess this up, I'm not Canadian, you know, so I'm just a humble American. <laughs> Uh, trying to get by in Brentwood Bay, uh, British Columbia. The gardens are a large part and the most labor intensive gardens in the world showcase. The original gardens are one of the top tourist attractions in Victoria. Once the site of a limestone query, hey, limestone, yeah, limestone query. So I know my stone, baby. Must there have been a trip to Pittsburgh. <laughs> um, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Butchart uh, brought the tones and topsoil to repurpose an empty pit into their, you know, garden. And so basically um, a lot of like some of the gardens and stuff that we see in the Canada pavilion is, is uh, naturally based off of that. Um, thoughts, questions, <laughs> comments on all that stuff. <laughs> Sounds I great. mean, I agree with Paige. It's just a beautiful spot to kind of go and just kind of like hang out. Like 
being part of the college program, you just kind of had access to just literally just walk around and just hang out and do whatever you really wanted in the park. So mm-hmm. I think when you go way back, um, there's like a pathway that goes kind of behind the waterfalls. It's just kind of a very nice place to kind of zone out for a few minutes and just like, like self-reflect personally. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was a great spot for that. Yeah. I think it's super relaxing. Epcot to me is not relaxing. It's like a right. lot of walking <laughs> and a lot of people, but I think that the Canada pavilion definitely can be a relaxing little hideaway um, that you don't really get in most other areas of Epcot. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think it can be as relaxing as you want it to be. Right. Um, Here's a fun fact about Epcot that you might be sort of, or of, of um, Canada. You may not have known. There's not a convenient bathroom in Canada. No. Really? Yeah. Remember, so when we were there for food and wine just this last year, we were in this in the um, rotunda thing, the 360 circle vision experience, having our ciders. Remember, I had to like use the facilities so badly. I was like, I I I like need to go right this second because I'd been drinking, you know, whatever. Um, you have to basically go over to the UK to find the nearest bathroom. And it is a hike, like it is really rough. And then when we were there, you called me and you're like, um, our daughter had a blowout. You need to get back here right now. So I had to like hightail it in the heat all the way back. Do you remember this? I do. You remember that? Yeah. So I remember no. I remember waiting with the stroller and And then I got back finally. I was just like sweating, yeah. sweating Florida bullets. <laughs> I don't like that. Um as <laughs> it so it goes. So, um, yeah, of course. And then, you know, as far as the pavilion goes, I think the, the bigger, you know, marquee features are those big totem poles. They have three mm-hmm. uh, native totem poles up to 30 feet in height. Two of them are made of fiberglass and one is actually carved out of wood. The wooden totem pole depicts three stories of the raven tricking the sky chief into the release of the sun, moon and stars from a chest. Um, they were all carved by a British Columbian artist named David Boxley. And they were officially put on display in April '98. Displays from uh, throughout Epcot, uh, throughout the I'm just, I don't know why I'm saying Epcot, but throughout the Canadian Pavilion uh, include snowshoes and kayaks, and there are other Canadian cliches um, that they just can't really seem to break themselves away from. There, um, the stores we'll talk about them are full of it. Cast members are wearing it, and even the Disney characters themselves adorn some of the stereotypes of like traditional you know, Canadian attire. Um, they have like Mickey in a Mountie uniform and uh, Donald and Goofy in like lumberjack plaid shirts and beaver skin hats. And then you've got like Chip and Dale dressed up as little lumberjack boys uh, doing whatever it is they do. Um, it's interesting. So it's, I mean, it's a cool pavilion, I think. And I still think there's, there's quite a bit to actually say about it besides. Yeah, I think I enjoy that little band. Yes. Yes, the band is great. The little lumberjack band, I call them. Yeah, but I just loved watching watching and listening to them. Yeah, so they are a traditional Canadian folk band, um, and don't have their oh Alberta Bound, I think is their name. Does that sound right? Besides the fact that I really I think... hit that T hard in Alberta. <laughs> um, yeah, Alberta Bound is the band. So yeah, they're good. I mean, it's fun. I love all like all the, I think that really adds to the pavilions is all the music and, mm-hmm. you know, everything, everything that you, that you get with it. Um, do any of you feel like Canada is kind of like one of the more underrated or overlooked pavilions? Cause I kind of do. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think because there's no ride. Um Yeah. And there's only, is there only one restaurant? Are there two? Um, I think just one. Yeah, so La Cellier is like the one restaurant. There were some other things like Beaver Tails was was one thing they had there, which is a which is a wild thing we can talk about. And they have like yeah. a quick service too, right there. Mm-hmm. Is that where the cronuts are. Yeah, there's like a number of like basically like With little traditional beers. Canadian little things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think people just, if they start in Canada, they kind of blow through it because mm-hmm. they don't really, maybe they walk through and see the waterfalls and maybe checky, check, oh my gosh, checky, check out the attraction. Um, but I feel like it's just a, if you've gone the other way, you're like, okay, we're almost done the world showcase. We're just going to keep going. 
And if you start in Canada, you're kind of blowing through it to get to the UK. I don't know. That's how I feel. I like Canada. I don't blow through it, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the, I love the attraction there. And I think for me personally, like I used to kind of like kind of equate Canada to the U S just maybe, obviously maybe just cause, cause I'm neighbor to the North, but like, I just, I had never been there. So I really experienced that culture. So I made probably the very wrong assumption of saying that they kind of were similar to us. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's why one of the reasons why it's one of my, one of my favorites to kind of go and experience because when you talk to all the cast members who are obviously from Canada mm-hmm. and it's just, again, you're immersed in that stuff and that culture. So I think it's definitely one of the underrated ones. Yeah. And I think Canada itself is so diverse. It's so ginormous. And when we think of Canada, we may think of just like Niagara Falls, Toronto, you know, or maybe exactly. we only think of, you know, French Canada. Um, but there's so much to Canada that to try to mm-hmm. encompass it all in one little pavilion, it's like we we just get the lumberjacks and the plaid, but there's so right. much to Canada that, like you said, if you interact with the cast members, you'll be able to get and understand more of the culture and immerse yourself in that as a full Canada experience. So I have a terribly embarrassing confession to make. Okay. Here it goes. In my research, I was I got myself a little bit confused. Okay. And I was trying to remember, God, I was trying to remember where I saw two people like doing this Canadian experience and enjoying poutine together. And I was like, did that is that something you do? In, like, did I see like a video of people having poutine together in World Showcase? Like, where the heck did I see this? And there was <clears throat> there was an episode of The Bachelor a couple years ago. <laughs> where we were watching it right and i for some reason i thought it was katie thurston but she was born in wisconsin or washington no she was born in washington so it wasn't her um i don't know why i thought it might have been her but it's not anyways it was definitely the bachelor because it was one of the dates one of the girls wanted maybe it was a bachelor i don't know who it was but um she wanted the guy to like you know experience what it was like to be canadian and so she took him to like this room where like all this like super cliche canadian stuff was i remember that and she like had him try poutine um and um i don't love that um and so anyways i was thinking of that i was trying to think about how that related to our topic and i was like it doesn't except that i guess it's owned by disney because of abc yes Um, abc do you know who season do you remember that i was literally looking up like canadian contestant poutine tasting and that was nothing i will Um, i'll try to find it as yeah. you guys isn't that rough though like i literally couldn't remember i couldn't remember whether or not that was something that really happened or I, yep i think that's hilarious yeah i love that though yeah this has been like a recurring thing with Paige and i um where i don't remember if something actually happened in real life or it happened in a dream i had and okay. i think it's happening so frequently lately that it's starting to like be a cause for concern between the two of us <laughs> i genuinely can't uh She's, you should see her in front of me. She's like so hyper-focused on figuring it out. Do you find it already? <laughs> well, Blake, remember the guy yeah. that I wanted her to pick Mm-mm. was Canadian. So that was my first was that thought. It? Was it you Blake think? and Katie? Yeah, because she popped into my head, yeah? yeah. Or eh? <laughs> did. They do that? Because I feel like it was a COVID year too. Right, where like everyone had COVID, so they were doing these weird little like dates on the premises. I can't remember, but it literally doesn't Canada experience. It doesn't make a lick of difference. Oh frick, that was it, dog. That was the one. Yeah, she tried poutine for the first time. I knew it was Katie Thurston. I knew it. Didn't she end up nobody? Because she got like tricked. Yeah, but didn't she get like tricked by that one guy who gave her the business toward the end? Can't remember. I think you ever watched The Bachelor. I do. I do. I think I've skipped the past couple seasons. I don't think I've ever watched any of the COVID ones. Yeah, remember but... it was the guy kind of toward the end and like he broke her heart because he just like jerked her around and then at the, he was like a blonde guy, very handsome and was like, I just did this because I want to be on TV and then bailed. That has happened so many times. So, so many times. That season. <laughs> well, I only watched a little bit of it during this. We're so off, off, off the rails, but I only watched it a couple of times with you during COVID season and stuff. So I remember part of those things, but never again. 
but that was a fun season and you were correct and it is disney adjacent because it's owned by abc yeah no one make a joke about oh you know uh connor's a disney princess because that's not a thing we don't do those jokes anymore <laughs> the last time that was funny was when they said marge simpson was a disney princess and then that was about it no more <laughs> i remember that um it was a fun little side story about poutine okay so entertainment wise we have the trading post okay so under entertainment i saw like this is for real entertainment was like shops which i thought was super funny um they do talk about the alberta bound band and um the trading post uh carries like maple leaves maple syrup uh, native jewelry and and of green gable souvenirs because that's you know what you think of when you think of canada typically um i guess so that's that's part of it there um there is the northwest mer- mercantile and then the wood cart um and then as far as like attractions are concerned they have previously it was called oh canada um and circle vision the great 180 degree film that was shown within the canada pavilion and now that is called canada far and wide a full 360 experience starring i think still martin short although i haven't watched it in a while because the last couple of times you've been to canada has been food and wine and then it's the apple orchard which so, is my favorite it is your favorite. right you i love it for, you guys want to just jump into that i mean it's it's there's no rules have you been to food and wine Brittany? oh yeah many times she yeah. knows yeah, we love apple it orchard. We love wine. what do you like to get at the uh food and wine from canada do you have like a go-to thing or a thing that you like that you tried? I get a little bit of everything every time I'm there. Like I, I don't go specifically towards one thing. Sure. And then I forget what I had last time. I think it was honestly just like a either a cider or a beer that I got that I really enjoy. I forget what exactly it was. Yeah, they have so many ciders and beers during food and wine. So <laughs> it's hard to keep track. I don't blame it. It really is. The cider flight was really good. I did that one last time. Um, mm-hmm. Steven has done both the cider flight and the beer flight on different trips. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because you didn't want to do the same thing twice in a row. No, I, I never, never take the same path twice. Um, I'm trying to think here. Let's look at the, I don't know what their menu looks like this year for, I'm trying to kind of pull it up here. Um, also, while you're looking that up real quick, I was looking at um, if that was still the current band. Mm-hmm. that you guys had mentioned um and it looks like from july 12th to august 12th there will be a canadian boy band performing in epcot called ways w period a period y period s period that sucks <laughs> let me see what these guys look and like hear the rocking sounds of these multi-talented musicians hailing from montreal so the first thing that comes up when i google ways is Waze tattoo oh my goodness these guys look like so first of all the w in their logo is a butterfly which i just think is too much <laughs> absolutely too much um, um before you start insulting boy bands steven Brittany and i have a long history of seeing um, boy bands yeah. in concert i'm not yeah. criticizing i'm just saying like <laughs> literally their logo is a butterfly for w like we've um, been to boy band concerts okay. together and we've both yeah. been to separate boy band concerts. That's going to be yeah. a, that's going to be a soft pass for me. <laughs> soft because they could be good. I just don't want to judge yet. Um, like, okay. So silly. Let's see here. This episode of the Parks Academy is brought to you by Deep Cut. Deep Cut are makers and purveyors of some of the most incredible record displays and accessories on the market today. Right now, you can check out their pre-sale of their floating record player table. It's the perfect home for your record player setup. This wall-mounted table features a clean look free of messy wires, the beauty of natural hardwood, vibration-dampening design for a better sound, and the small footprint suitable for any space. Every last detail is considered in the design. Every component is best in breed. From the thick hardwood slab to the hand-welded brackets, to the powder-coated metal cable management cubby. This is form meets function in the most satisfying way. It's the premium record player shelf that your system deserves. 
We love these guys, and we cannot say enough about how great their quality uh, stuff is. You can get 10% off your first order with DeepCut using the code TPA10 at checkout. Check out deepcut.co, and again, use that code TPA10 at checkout. Thank you so much to DeepCut for sponsoring the Parks Academy and being part of our show. We really appreciate you guys, and we cannot get enough of your stuff. And now, back to the show. So Canada right now, for food and wine, if anyone if anyone cares or would like to hear it, um, they currently have on their menu Canadian cheddar and bacon soup served on a pretzel roll. That's on Emile's fromage montage. And then they have Canadian filet mignon served with mushrooms, Boris black truffle and sea salt mashed potatoes with a Borson black truffle and sea salt whipped butter. Both of those actually sound pretty good. They also have a collective arts brewing um, audio visual lager. I don't know what that entails. But then they also have a Chateau de Charmes Cabernet Sauvignon from Ontario. Last time, last time I think they may have had um, maple popcorn, some kind of like a maple popcorn treat. And I wanted to try it, but I never really got around to it. I think we had looked when we were looking through all of the menu options before we started, well, we were there's to figure out what we wanted to get. There's a couple of reasons. So many things. One, we made the terrible mistake last time we went. I keep hounding on this, but I I feel it in my bones. Um, we spent half a day in Epcot, half half a day in, in Hollywood Studios, and that's just never again. I can't. Oh, that was yeah. not worth it. <laughs> Secondly, we had our baby with us, and um, so we were very limited on like what we could do because every. For every three stops we made, we had to go make one stop at the baby center, which feels like completely accurate because she got hungry. So um, that was true. Yeah. Um, any thoughts on uh, Canada far and wide? I mean, we kind of just sort of skimmed over it, but do you have any feelings about it? I like it. I think it's really fun. I like those 360 experiences. The only mm-hmm. thing is um, because you don't get to sit down. So you're just like standing. standing, right? That's the only thing, but it wouldn't work if you were sitting because you'd have to like completely turn your bodies unless they gave everyone office chairs to spin around. Now they could do it. <laughs> Which like would be a- awesome. That would yeah. be really cool. They could do it like a planetarium. Kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you still wouldn't be able to see behind you. Um. Yeah. But they do have like those big planetariums, like for instance, at the Ben Franklin Museum and or Institute. In Philadelphia, they have like that big old screen and it gives you vertigo. At least it gives me terrible vertigo when I go up there. And it kind of just like encompasses you, but it's, you know, we saw a di- we saw the dinosaur thing there. That was yeah, just... it's not completely 360. Yeah, that could work. And then you see Martin Short's big old face on yeah. one of those. <laughs> um, I think that could I like work. It. I think it's fun. I think it's fun too. I've only seen it one time. And again, uh, that literally all boils down to the fact that I, I I've, every other time we've gone is for food and wine festivals. So we miss it, which I think yeah. is maybe a fault on their end. They could maybe change, you know, except that I like that. It's this massive air conditioned room to take yeah. a break in the heat, whether it's the show or the apple seed orchard, mm-hmm. it's worth going in just for the AC. My favorite thing is that during the apple orchard tastings, when you've completed or when you're in the middle of it you can actually go toward the exit and there's like little spots to sit and enjoy yourself it almost feels like the exit of or entrance either to it's tough for you bug because you're kind of like sort of underground in a cellar it's nice that's really nice i really liked how like after the show is done how you went to that i forget what they like call it now it used to be masks when we were younger but they changed it to like the that teddy bear i forget his name where like the kids can like color it in like it's a country stamp Oh, it's like right mean? after the exit after the uh the show so i used yes. to always associate oh, i'm gonna go to the show and then the little kid uh, thing tell me more i've never heard of this um so duffy the bear. It's, what was his name duffy duffy the bear yeah so uh it's like these cut out like uh coloring sheets almost on like a almost that almost like a home depot painter stick pretty much and you'll go to like each country as a kid or as an adult because I still do it and like color sure. a little bit and you spend time with the cast member and they like stamp the back of the wood stick with like the country. 
Um, so I, I'm going to have dozens of them up in like, cool. all, all the countries. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's Duffy's the kid caught spot. Kid caught. That's what it's called. Yeah. Yep. Each. So remember we talked about if you will listen next week because this was recorded before, it's okay. but it will be. Time is a flat circle. It's You'll fine. be hearing this in the future. <laughs> when we talk about the UK pavilion, we talk about the Kidcot stop mm-hmm. in the UK where yeah. you can meet Winnie yeah. the Pooh and friends. That's right. Yeah, the that's one in great. Canada is right by the exit. That's from cool. When you were just Canada. talking about a bear, I thought I was thinking of like a, like a, I don't know. I wasn't thinking of Duffy, you know, uh, Tokyo Disney's big hit Duffy. Oh, yes. He's, <laughs> we should do a whole series on like that uh, phenomena. On Duffy? Because Duffy kind of like failed a little bit in the United States, but Duffy is not only prevalent in Tokyo, but he has like a million friends out there too, mm-hmm. including like turtises and sheeps and and piggies and stuff. It's it's a it's a wild scene out there for Duffy. It's crazy, you know. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, Paige is just chortling. Uh, so. Have you ever eaten at Le Cellier, the steakhouse in yes. Canada? How is it? I've never been before and I really want to go. See, you know, it's... We're it's off to good. a really bad start. We're off to a terrible start. That's what you just said. Th- so I think I have just had so many steaks within Walt Disney World that the first time I went to Le Cellier, I was like expecting it to be, okay, I'm paying all this extra money for this amazing Disney steak. And it wasn't awful. It was great. It was a good steak. But yeah. um, uh, I just kind of felt like I just got the same old steak I could get at, you know, somewhere at the uh, Grand Floridian, you know? Got it. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like... But it's worth it to go. Yeah. I, I really want to go. I feel like if you're going to get a good steak in Disney World, um, Steakhouse like... 71 is probably going to be a better option. Maybe. I've never eaten there either. I really tried last mm-hmm. time, but we couldn't make it. And I'm sure there's mm-hmm. plenty of great places in Disney Springs too, but um, yeah, yeah. I, again, I mean, I we need to stop going to Epcot during Food and Wine Festival. I know we get filled <laughs> because up because the name is 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 slipping my my empathetic pregnant mind for my wife. Um, but uh, the French restaurant, I had reservations there because I really wanted to go. We were going around my birthday, and then we just gorged ourselves in food and wine. And I was like, oh, I gotta cancel these reservations. <laughs> So what oh, I did was because it was it was within thirty minutes and I didn't want to have to eat the um, the fee or whatever it was going to be. I told mm-hmm. them like, hey, listen, my wife is super pregnant. We we got to be we can't do this anymore. So I unfortunately have to cancel if I have to pay. And they're like, oh no, you're fine. Don't worry about it. We understand. I'm like, cool, because I was telling the truth. She was pregnant. Um, and I, just, I was exhausted. And you were exhausted, but also we were like, what are we doing? <laughs> Ordering a bunch of food and then going out to eat. Um. Yeah, so you had the steak there. Is there anything else about it that you think is like worth noting or interesting? I think it is like the the arrival experience. I mean, it's nothing super flashy like you have it be our guest, but like mm-hmm. you kind of go through where the gardens are. Um yes. so you kind of experience that and it's beautiful all the time. You do a great job with that. And then you kind of go into like you feel like you're going into like a cellar, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh, all the waiters are wearing, you know, like the Canadian plaid and all that. So it's just yeah. a great little, great little spot to kind of experience. That's cool. There's something that stuck with me and I haven't really had much of an opportunity to talk about it on the show until like right now, but I, I, I've always felt like food at Disney is good, but it's like really, really good for theme park food. Right. Mm-hmm. Even the yeah. sit down restaurants are really, really good for, you know, being at a big resort. Um, but it's not like the best food you'll ever have in your entire life. Like I, I know a mm-hmm. lot of people will kind of talk about, talk up the food and be like, I mean, maybe like um, some, you know, there's obviously exceptions and stuff in Disney Springs, but for like, you know, all the places to go eat at the resorts or within the parks and stuff, like it's good for where you are. Whereas like, if you go to, you know, anywhere else in the United States and find like hole in the wall restaurants or somewhere that's like mm-hmm. actually specializes in serving great food instead of being a stop on a, on a, all on like a destination experience. Um, yeah. You're going to like you, there's, there's, you can probably just like throw a dart in New York city and find a steak place that might be better. I and mean, it's not a cut. It's just sort of a, probably a truth. 
you know? My concern yeah. with spending that much money and going to Le Cellier would be that I don't like steak. Right. Yeah. So what, like, would it be worth it for me to go and get like expensive grilled chicken at this place? You know what I mean? See, I, I definitely think it's something to at least go once to kind of just experience. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's exactly how you just said it's a steak place you know so like they'll have mm-hmm. like the grilled chicken they'll have the other meals um but it well i mean it's still all good don't get me wrong i'm not trying to bash on this restaurant but oh, no, no, no. it's just somewhere you have to experience once we yeah. appreciate the honesty and we're always willing yeah. to try a place once for the experience and now i guess here's another question for you because you work in hospitality and you did also mm-hmm. work in hospitality when you were in the disney college program did mm-hmm. you feel like um, the aspects of the hospitality at the restaurant were also part of the experience of making you want to go and try it. Oh yeah, for sure. Cause that's what I feel like Disney does well, even in some of their like more mediocre restaurants is I feel like if you're still getting that great hospitality, it still makes it worth going. Even if you wouldn't go back to eat what you had or yeah. it's yeah. like, they still Disney's a reason why I went into hospitality. So mm-hmm. That's super cool. That's awesome. Um, you're kind of right about that. Like Mama Melrose in Hollywood Studios, you love going there. I love going there. I don't. I love it. <laughs> um, I think it's just okay. I love Mama Melrose. And I, I've had one of the most adequate and just okay old fashions I've ever had in my entire life at that place. Um, but they're really nice and they treat you nice and you get to, you know, be in an Italian restaurant with the magic band on. And it's really pretty inside. Yeah, right. We've had great Great waiters and waitresses, right? And like, they're you know, they're they're nice people. And that's, that is a big part of the poll. And you, and and like, at least in a Disney place, you know what you're going to get. So you're not going to be in this endless cycle of pain of like having to, uh, you know, hope that the food quality is going to be good and that it's going to be something that you actually enjoy and look back on and, you know, all that. Um, no Canada. So Brittany, can you tell us a little bit about like, just because since we have you, can you tell us a little bit about like mm-hmm. what you did in Epcot when you were in the college program? Um, so I was on the other side of the park. So I was in the world showcase itself. I was in, um, the living with the seas, um, kind of pavilion. Yeah. So there's a restaurant over there called Coral Reef. We love it's a great spot. It is actually, uh, it butts up to that aquarium that they have within the mm-hmm. pavilion. So one of the walls is literally the aquarium. Like you had like Luna the Stingray that would just hang out. Sometimes Mickey would wear scuba gear and come yeah. down to the guests. Cool. Um, so it's a cool little spot down there. Um, but one of the best like experiences for me working in that specific pavilion was kind of the way the backstage worked um, and mm-hmm. like where the cast members would park. I would have to take like, a literal bus from where I parked around the entire world showcase backstage. And we would pick all the different cast members up from each of the, the, uh, the pavilions, which was my favorite thing to do. Cause I would talk to them on the bus and like mm. either on the beginning of the day or at the end of the day. Um, so, I mean, that was my favorite part, but That's yeah. awesome. This episode, of the parks Academy is brought to you by Neo Sabres. Neo Sabres make incredible, handcrafted lightsabers that are perfect for any Star Wars fans. Check out these pros. They have strong metal built hilts, heavy grade polycarbonate blades, technical perfection, clarity of light and sound, perfect for cosplaying, the best option for a saber collection, and they can be totally customized how you want. Check this out. Uh, Neo Sabers is different from all other sales because they focus on providing high quality NeoPixel lightsabers that would qualify for either cosplay purposes or even light dueling. Their sabers price, uh, they say their sabers are priced low and can be guaranteed that their sabers are affordable and totally worth the purchase. You can check out their collection on their website at neosabers.com and check out their various features uh, of their NeoPixel lightsabers. Guys, I have my very own NeoPixel saber. Um, and, and Neo Sabers does it right. I have the Return of the Jedi Luke Skywalker Saber, and it is incredible. If I want it to be green and kind of act like it is from the movie, I can totally do that. Or if I'm looking to kind of customize it, have it be, you know, a Sith Saber, or maybe, you know, give it a little bit of a different Jedi look with purple, blue, yellow, you name it. I can do all of that. 
My favorite thing about it, though, is that there's an app that you can use. And with that app, you can customize like how it responds to different attacks. You can set it up to where it has like force lightning, where it has a drag motion. You can you can use like all kinds of different colors to change it however you want to right within this app. Um, and then there's also customized controls within the blade itself. So you can like press the button a couple different times to um, change the color, to change the sound or the volume or whatever you want to do. I really cannot speak more highly of Neo Sabers and uh, how much we are so happy to be sponsored uh, by them and partnered with them. If you want to buy something from Neo Sabers, jump on their website and use the code TPA10 at checkout. This is going to guarantee you 10% off your purchase. And right now they are running some incredible sales. So go ahead and check out neosabers.com and get your NeoPixel Neo Sabers lightsaber today. And now back to the show. I've never eaten at Coral Reef, but the only thing I think of when I think of it is one, the scuba Mickey, but the Disney World episode of Boy Meets World. Here we exactly. Go. Here we <laughs> Every go. time. Every time. To get to Tanga and Every time to someone walks in that restaurant. <laughs> Every time. So Paige is like a huge talking about the show on the show. Paige is a huge fan of Pod Meets World and she listens to it like all the time. It's my favorite podcast. Mm-hmm. And she talks to so of course. Well, it's the, my, my show is not even in my top 10. Um, uh, she talks to me about Pod Meets World all the time. And she's like, we need to get them on the show to talk to them about their episode. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, wait till the writer strikes are over or the uh, SAG strikes. <laughs> SAG, SAG, what do you say? SAG or SAG? Tag. I haven't really been paying as much attention as I should be. I'm Tag. a terrible union rep. I'm a terrible union supporter. Um, yeah. Pay people what they're worth, but yeah, the she really wants to like get him on the show to talk about their Disney episode. Yeah, which Disney has Disney. my wheels turning, and we'll talk about it. But I have my my wheels are spinning on something. Okay, I got something cooking. Okay, okay. as it were. So. so yes, that's all I know about coral reef. I've never eaten there. Can I be honest with yeah, you? Yeah, it's definitely do it. I actually didn't really know like. I guess I didn't really know it was there. Really? Not a lot of people do. We never have eaten there before. Yeah. And it's never on my radar ever, even though like I was recently on the Nemo ride and I went to the little aquarium area and, you know, all that. You've seen the scuba Mickey though, right? I have. And I never really knew where he he was. And I guess that when Corey was in that good tank, um, I just, you know, I just never really put it all together. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny because um, I was listening to an episode of uh, Podcast the Ride a couple of days ago, and they were talking about the fountain that Cory and Topanga meet at when she leaves, yeah. and how that was like actually built for a very specific uh, show in Hollywood in, in Epcot. I'm gonna pull it up so I can like remember what it was called. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It was called. Um, it was called Quick in My Tongue because I don't remember the name of it. Let me find it real quick. Hang on. I'll sing my song until I find it. Podcast The Right is a good show. It's not better than ours, but it's still pretty good. Splashtacular was the show that happened. It was like a seven-month run in in Epcot, and they built this the the colorful fountain around it. So were they like, do they smoochy kiss? In that episode there? Uh, at the end, I think yeah, that's the when end. they reunite yeah. because he finally catches up to her and yeah. she's like, stop chasing me. And he's like, I'll never stop chasing you because I'm the most annoying character on the show. Um, I sent Smoochie Kiss because we have a one-year-old and Bluey's kind of like the whole thing. Yep. We love Bluey. I know. You well, you have you have you have nieces and nephews and such, so they're probably yeah. all you're probably all in on Every it. time. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. You get it. it. Ugamaga, Daniel Tagger. <laughs> what, what did you just say we haven't watched daniel does tiger. she watch daniel tiger no we haven't no oh. it's kind of like bluey's smooches but they call it Ugamugga. oh it's so sweet daniel the tiger is that on disney plus mm, no but it's on like prime if you guys have amazon prime we do i do i unfortunately have like everything i have so many little eels connected to me it's awful same all the above Okay, so I'm asking every one of our guests this on the show. It's going to be like a, you know, what color is your toothbrace, tooth, toothbrace, toothpaste, toothbrush? Words. I know. I'm like the worst. Um, 
it's like one of those what color is your toothbrush icebreaker questions mm-hmm. what's your avatar on disney plus yoda yoda or kylo ren i forget which one it's one of the two that's cool both good choices mine is mando yeah. and it has been for a very long time solid choice mom Paige just changed her to mom <laughs> <laughs> once Good i saw choice. the bluey characters were on there i was like gotta be mom gotta do it love it Either that or the x-men yeah which is like yeah super weird um <laughs> i mean i don't know what else there is to say about canada i feel like that kind of well i have two more questions for yeah. Brittany about the canada alien yeah. one so we talked about you know the uh there's only two shops right mm-hmm not that many, yeah. It's and like one and a half, one, I feel like I call it. One <laughs> restaurant and a couple little stands and mm-hmm. not a whole lot else going for it. But I really like that photo spot, though. The photo spot is beautiful. Oh, by the waterfalls? Is yeah, it has like the about? different like totem emblems on there that mm-hmm. you can like take the beak and kind of open it and whatnot. It's fun. Yeah, it's yes. cool. So I love spending time in Canada, but I know that some people blow through it. We talked about that. Is there anything that you would add, change, or take away from the Canada Pavilion? Like if you could come up with an idea, would you add a new shop, a new QSR, a new restaurant, an attraction that's different? I think D, all of the above. (laughs) <laughs> um uh, i think kind of going to what Stephen was talking about earlier like i think they should do like the french like really dive into like the french canada mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. and i'm also just a big ice hockey girly so i think they should have kind of incorporate that somehow that'd be awesome like, are you a they capitals have, like, fan how many ice hockey- yeah you do see the flag in the background I yeah did. yeah yeah i'm not a capitals <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a san jose sharks fan and they just traded oh, okay. Eric carlson today so i'm like grieving so oh, I'm fun so fact. About that. Fun fact for both you and our listeners. I've only ever been to two hockey games. One was with Steven and one was with Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So oh, you guys funny. are the only people what was the first one? I've ever been to well, hockey. Who'd you go see for the first time? With Brittany, we went to the Hershey Bears. Go Bears. Yes, we I did. Can give, I can give you the Hershey Bears. They're clutch. Hey I saw you. I know they're they're it. killer. You were like all up on it. And then we saw the sharks get destroyed by the Capitals in like 2016 yeah. and 2017. Um. Anyway, sorry, carry on. I just had to interject. So, yes, ice hockey. Yeah. I would love to see that. You love it. Absolutely. Just something, you know, because, I mean, that's obviously a big part of their their life up there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I think definitely another food option, um, whether it be probably a QSR, just because they're honestly probably not of a space in there. I mean, I that can be said the same for every pavilion in Epcot to be expanded. Mm-hmm. There's just so much opportunity because update and all that fun stuff. They could put a Tim Hortons up there. There you I go. Feel like, um, That'd do the job. Starbucks and Joffrey's wouldn't be happy with that. No. They can whatever. I was at I was at the store. Uh where was I? I was somewhere. And I heard this guy talking about how there is not a single Starbucks in Massachusetts because they like Duncan better. And I'm like, you're a liar. That is like implicitly untrue. <laughs> So this, hey, have we not been? To yeah, that's Starbucks it's. I just was like, I I almost took out my head. I was at Trader Joe's. Okay, oh, okay. people at Trader Joe's don't know. And I was shopping, <laughs> and I like almost took out my headphones because I listen to podcasts when I shop like a monster. And um, I was like, that's entirely untrue. There's definitely a Starbucks somewhere in the great state of Massachusetts. It's hilarious. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything I would add. I can't think of any Canada Disney IP. I can't either, to be honest with you, Justin Bieber. He's definitely not Disney IP. Uh, oh, Turning Red. That just came out. That was a... Uh, do you think that was like a double entendre for like the red panda and the red maple leaf? Do you suppose? I. They could definitely do something with that. Um, and it's funny because you said like a Canadian boy band or they had like Boys for Life or whatever the band was called. Yes. From Turning Red. Yeah, that was a fun oh little gosh. That was a fun little movie. That was- I don't think I've ever seen that one yet. Yeah, it just came out this last year. Let right? me put it this way. By fun little movie, I mean it was one of Pixar's harder flops, but it also like went straight to Disney Plus. Right. So oh, okay. It was a fun movie, I'd say for like target audience, 10-year-old girl. Yeah, I don't think boys okay. would really like it very much. I think some boys would like it. Like they might think some of it's funny, but it's definitely like a I don't want to be normative, but it's definitely more of like a little girls movie. 
Yeah, I, I think the characters mm-hmm. are pretty fun because they're a lot different than a lot of Disney characters you see. They're more like relatable, awkward preteen mm-hmm. girls. It also like kind of sort of blurs the line between like traditional, like traditional, but like modern 3D animation and like a little anime. It's very, it's it's fun. Yeah, but that is a it definitely a Disney film that's Canadian. Yeah, they could do. I don't know. They could definitely do a meet and greet with the panda, though. That'd be really cute. Have they done that? Oh, that'd before? be fun. Is Brother Bear up in Canada? I don't think so. Doesn't it seem like it would be? I feel like Brother Bear happens in Alaska. Alaska. Alaska's kind of Canada. It's closer to Canada <laughs> than us. So. It's literally touching Canada. It's like. Yeah. 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 <laughs> They could attach a little brother bear to the back oh, of the that's Canada Pavilion. Fun. I, oh, yeah, that's one of my yeah. favorite movies. So fun. Did you say that's your favorite movie? One of them, yeah. Wow, I've never seen it. Never seen Brother Bear? It's so good. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, oh, I just yeah. never saw it. Just never saw it. It's cute. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything else like Canadian wise for. I think those Canada. would both fit into the way that Canada is now with it being very mm-hmm. woodsy and yeah, all of that. But I, I agree with you, Brittany. I think they should add in more French Canada. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I liked the idea that you mentioned that they had talked about doing half French Canada, half of like the... Right. English and it's it's really Canada. weird too, because it's just like this very specific sliver of Canada mm-hmm. that's represented. I know. Like even like in Vancouver, like near Banff National Park, like it's just i mean you could only do so much right i mean the entire country of france is like represented by the eiffel tower so you know i guess there's that but (laughs) i I just feel like there's a little bit more effort that could be put into it yeah Um, but who am i to say i'm not canadian (laughs) so um cool well i i think that's pretty much i mean i don't really have anything else to say about our, our our neighbors up north yeah, you know, America. Do you have anything hat. else to add? A favorite memory from the Canada Pavilion? Your favorite thing you've ever eaten there? Any other comments? I mean, or... you can't go wrong with a crow nut. Oh, you're right. The croissant you donut. Cannot. You can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. I've never had that either. Oh, it's so good. Mm-mm. Sounds wow. gross. The word crow nut sounds nasty, but the, <laughs> the, the idea of it sounds delicious. Okay. Well, we'll try it next. Cool. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, that is going to do it for us. Uh, thank you, everyone, so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, remember, you can find us online at theparksacademypod.com as well as the Parks Academy on Instagram. Uh, thank you so much to our two amazing sponsors, Deep Cut and Neo Sabers. You can find out all about them on our show notes. And on both sites, you can get 10% off your first order using the code TPA10 at checkout. Um, if you are so uh, inclined, we would really appreciate a kind review and rating on Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. And next week, we're going to be on with our friend uh, Christina talking about the United Kingdom. Can't wait for that. It's going to be a fun episode. Um, lot, lots, lot, lot, lots, lots to go over of that nice, big, big, big country. Paige is laughing at me. All right, guys, we will catch you next time.